There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin, except no South Welcome, 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 dear listeners. Thrice welcome. Welcome to a beautifully sunny afternoon here in South Bermondsey at the Den for the visit of Preston North End this afternoon. Just waiting for the two teams to come out. Here they do indeed come. On the newly renamed Zampa Road, renamed, of course, now to John Berylson Way. Fantastic to see the road signs have been changed outside. The official unveiling was done before I arrived here today, but it's a wonderful kind of... um, gate at the uh, entrance on, on um, John Barrelson Way, formerly Zampa Road. Also road signage coming off of Ilderton Road and on the, um, the Lewisham side. Fantastic work by Millwall Football Club and the Millwall Supporters Club to bring that together. The Millwall fans on Twitter, of course. Um, also well done to the two councils because, as I know from uh, my own experience, getting places renamed is no easy task, dear listeners. So, well done everyone involved in that, Lewisham Council, Southwark Council, Millwall and the Millwall Supporters Club. You join me as the two teams are doing their ritual handshakes. Today's Millwall lineup, surprisingly, doesn't include Jill Savile nor Casper Denor. Anyways, they go through the 11, it's Sarkic in goal. A back line, Joe Bryan, Jake Cooper, Wes Harding and a start today for uh, Jeff Tanganga. Uh, in front of them, Billy Mitchell, surprising for some. George Honeyman, mate, oh, not so much. In front of them are three of Ryan Longman, Zian Fleming, Brooke Norton, Carthy, and up front, um, the Falloon last week, Kevin Nisbet. Well, which Millwall's going to turn up today, dear listeners? Will it be the, the Millwall that produced half an hour relief to some of the best football I've seen at Millwall in uh, Donkey's years? Or will it be the same shambolic showing that we had at uh, Loftus Road last week? Um, at the moment, your guess is as good as mine. I'm hoping, obviously, for the former, but we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, that half an hour, it was like an IX-74 masterclass, wasn't it? It uh, didn't last, so it's got, it's got to last. But um, last week was, um, well, the Joe Edwards revolution maybe devoured some of his children last week. I don't know. I'm amazed to see Billy starting this afternoon. I don't particularly have it in for Billy, far from it. I like him. like him as a player, but I would have thought Jules Savile would have been the choice. And increasingly, Casper um, Denor's creativity, because we showed zero at uh, the Shepherd's Bush last week. But anyway, they that's the way it goes. So, two teams are doing the handshakes in the middle. So, the official address now of the club, Mill FC, the Den, John Barrison Way, London SE16 3LN. Fantastic, fantastic work by everyone involved in that. It's um, admirable, admirable work. 
Big welcome was on the bench today to Michael Oberfemi, our signing on loan from Burnley. This is Memorial Day, We're doing a minute's applause here. Names being part of the show on the big screen. I, I can't see them from where I'm standing. They were on the website, dear listeners. If you want to have a look on the website, you see all of the um, fans lost during the, the last year. So um, well done for the club for doing this, and it's a very apt day to be renaming the road as well, isn't it? Well done. We do these things very well. Uh, Mill, of course, in their familiar dark blue and white. And Preston today are in a kind of a lemon pink ensemble. And in accordance with the teachings of the venerable bead, Mill will be attacking the away end in the first half. As per the Anglo Saxon Chronicle. Knocked out by old Beady back in the 9th century Anglo Saxon England. So, as I say, Michael Oberfemi is on the bench. Um, the uh, word on the street being that he's, he's going to build up his fitness. Um, substitute bench today Bart Belkowski, Danny Mack, Murray Wallace. Alan Campbell, remember him, uh, Oberfemi we've mentioned, Jules Savile, Casper Denor, Roman Essay and Grant, can't remember his name, Kamal Grant I believe, so that's Mills about to kick us off, and away we go, I suppose one consul consultation, one consolation, is it can't get much worse than last week can it, listeners, reassure me can it, nice taken turn by Nisbet, be nice to see him uh, Build a bit of confidence. He was taken off early last week, of course, which is never good for your main striker. And now with the arrival of Oberfemi, um, no longer our only striker, but um, he's going to have to shoulder a fair amount of burden in this game because um, Oberfemi is, is very much building fitness up. But he does bring, according to Joe Edwards, athleticism, power and pace. Attributes that um, have always been a little bit in short order at the Den. Preston come to us in 12th position, um, 38 points. The Lions, after that loss last week, uh, 18th, 32 points. Two successive defeats. So we're looking to put that little losing run to bed this afternoon. Big shout out to the Millwall fans who have gone to Hyderabad for the first test match versus India. They didn't, um, pictured on Twitter earlier on. Looks like we're going to get beaten in that game, but well done, boys, for getting out there. Great uh, Millwall flag. Long ball down the flank. This is uh, Zian Fleming chasing it down nicely, actually. What are we? Uh, I'm sure it's four minutes into the game. Oh, poor ball by Billy now. Nice taken turn, George Honeyman. Now, this is, this is uh, Tanganga now, Jeff Tanganga, surging forwards. Brook Norton Cuffey on overlap on the right side. Twisting and turning. I thought we were quite ineffective last week. Um, Cuffey has a ball in from. 1 0 Millwall! Ball in from Honeyman! Zian Fleming! Close range header! Nice move! Just short of five minutes in, Lions lead it 1 0. Dear listeners. Really nice move. Brooke Norton Cuffey combining with George Honeyman on the right, cross into the middle, and a bullet header. Really nice header by Zian Fleming. Puts the Lions 1-0 up. Definitely cross from George Honeyman. Let's watch the replay, and it comes. And uh, Zian was left unattended to slam it home for one more. Good start, Millwall. Five minutes now. He must have listened to my um, critique 
on one of the, I think it might have been on the voicemail show. No, it wasn't. It was speaking to Steve, wasn't it, on the, uh, on the previous show, Steve Lee, where I said, is he as good as we think he is? Well, he put that one away very nicely. So that's humble pie for me, Zian, if you're listening, mate. The run forward from Tanganga was um, central to that goal, actually. It was, it was a few moves back from the actual cross that came in, but it was a really nice, strong run out of defence forwards by Jeff Tanganga. So a bit of quality there for your dear listeners. It's a good old school chunk going on there, you dirty northern bastards. That's straight out of the 1970s Cold Blow Lane playbook, the songbook, the great Millwall songbook. It's like the great American songbook, only more effing and blinding in it. Ball runs loose. Nice tackle, sliding tackle, Joe Bryan releases Kevin Nisbet on the left now, so in a wing position. Nips into the middle, what will he do? Oh, a little backheeled effort there by Ryan Longman into the uh, shin of the defender, unfortunately. Billy Freeze Brook now on the right side. Really bright start by Millwall. Brook doing his um, dis disco dancing move. KC in the Sunshine Band style. What a right sided corner. You Make Me Feel Like Dancing by Leo Sayer has leapt into my head, listeners. Inspired by Brook's little um, jinky little move there to win this right sided corner. Jules Honeyman's going to take it. In it comes. Deep corner. Towards Jake. He gets on the end of it under um, some physical attention. Heads it lightly over. 1 0 Mill Wall. The um, News of Den do a fantastic um, stats heavy piece. I couldn't, there was too much of it for, um, to read out, but I'd, I'd quite like the injury list section. They do injury list and suspension watch. So at the moment, uh, Sean Hutchinson is out with his calf. Um, potentially back in mid-February, says the news at then. Um, Ryan Leonard is um, out six weeks from January 8th. That takes him to about mid-Feb, doesn't it, Ryan Leonard, with his hamstring. Either Mo Marku hurt himself again. There's a little backheel pass there from uh, Zian Fleming. Um, either Marku is out. He could make a return for the Coventry game, which is the week after next, February 11th. We're away at Hull next Saturday. Um, so possible for the... 12 o'clock, it's a TV game, isn't it? Versus Coventry. And then Tom Bradshaw done his hamstring um, out, could return again for the Coventry game. To that Coventry game, could see a bit of a return for one or two fairly uh, crucial players from Millwall. Let's keep our fingers crossed that it comes to pass. And Ryan Leonard may be from uh, mid Feb onwards. Beautiful afternoon, cool. Need your jumper on. There was a couple of um, Preston fans walking past me as I came along. Bolina Road to John Berylson Way Junction with and they turned up in just a Fred Perry um, tough up north aren't they? little ball through from Zian he fans just knocked away from uh, Kevin Nisbet there's a lovely little move through it was in the right space it hit the defender and just took it away from Kevin Nisbet unfortunately nice work Joe Brown the ball um, wide across the uh, to the left side of the defence a little bit um, Danger ball, Millwall living on their nerves, pretty twisting and turning now, and a little bit of applause for that. That's, as I say, it gives me the itches and scratches, but um, anyway, we got away with it. Long ball forwards for Zian, who's getting a lot of physical attention from that six. Eat your heart out, Barcelona. This is how you do it. It's going to be the new Millwall school of passing football. Honeyman gets clipped. That should be a yellow card, that 19. 
in their own half, but he uh, deliberately tripped Jules Hallyman as we were looking to break some pace. Yeah, it turned up in there Fred Perry's book. He kind of um, vigorously clutching their arms because it's freezing cold. Not freezing cold, too cold for just a Perry on, you know. And they must have come out for the daylight. He didn't, he had no other form of clothing with him, so. Um, it's a northern knife for you, dear listeners. For those that know it, there was as you come out of Surrey Quay Station, um, there was a always has been for a while now a, a Caribbean barbecue business. Beautiful smell as you come out of the Surrey Quay Station. It's one of the smells of the area, one of the match day smells, you know. And um, anyway, it's been closed down. I, I retweeted one of their campaign tweets earlier on. Um, but as I walked past the area, there was a barbers there. There's a, there used to be a barbecue uh, thing going, chicken and whatnot. Um, big police gathering there. They had um, some contractors removing the temporary buildings that they were using for their business. But um, clearly, they were expecting some, some reaction for this. They had it all fenced off, gathering of coppers there, um, with a lorry removing, you know, clearing the site. So, very sad to see that. That was a local business, from what I hear. Yet another development site in the area. Yet more flats, one of the big. Housing Associations, Notting Hill, I think I heard. So, real shame, real shame. So, if you, they're appealing for support, I'm not sure. It looks like a fate accompli now, dear listeners. But if, um, if you can check that um, tweet out and give them some support, I'm sure they'll appreciate anything you can do. I don't know what they're doing for business re relocation. This is Preston pressing forwards here whilst I'm talking. Joe Edwards speaking to the uh, Southwark News, uh, the South London Press, excuse me says that Kevin Nisbet's self-belief has taken a bit of a battering of late. I, I can imagine. They, you have one chance there at Loftus Road, which he skied in front of goal. Um, difficult strikers. They're very much creatures of confidence. And uh, as Joe Edwards here is saying, it's, it's a dip in form, which does happen to, to strikers from time to time. And he says, when, it, uh, when, he, when I arrived, Joe Edwards, when he arrived, it felt like uh, he Nisbet had no rhythm. Lovely little back hill there from Zian Fleming. This is Brooke Norton Cuffey. A shot is deflected from right-sided corner, dear listeners. Yeah, so Nis Nisbet, he says, didn't have any rhythm. He had a little niggle at the start of the season. He had a couple of goals, but he didn't really have a consistent run of football that you need to adapt to the intensity of the championship. He says it's a big jump from Scottish football into the championship. Lovely tackle by Tanganga. You could hear the, uh, the support there. Anyway, this is... We've got Preston pressing forwards here. 21 minutes. Referee not pulling play up. There's a normal player down. Looks like Lisbeth's down. Referee's letting play go onwards. And Preston put it into touch. Sportingly so, I think. 22 minutes, halfway through the first half. It's been pretty much all Millwall, really. Um, leading by that early goal from Kevin, from uh, Zian Fleming. Good start by Millwall. A little moment where uh, Fleming tried to combine with Kevin Nisbet, that just got away from us. But um, yeah, been bright start, so good stuff so far. Big congratulations to Maidstone United, who I understand, I didn't see this, have advanced into the fifth round of the FA Cup, winning 2-1 at Ipswich. Big um, giant killing in the National League South team, I believe, Maidstone. I remember seeing then play at Bartford's ground. This is back in the early 90s. They were using the old um, Watling Street ground at, at uh, Bartford. Not the new one, the old one. 
So well done to, I think they went out of business and have reformed. So well done to Maidstone for keeping the flame alive in, in Kent. This is Brook Norton Cuffey on the right side, balled into the depths of the area. Great take there by Zian Fleming. Billy can't take and turn with sufficient vim. He did get a shot away, but he had no power on it, and the goalkeeper connected. Lovely, lovely take by Zian Fleming from a, a long cross from the right side there. Nice moment. This is Honeyman. Cuffey on the right side just inside the Preston half. Lax there from Tengango actually. Gives the 44 the chance to break on the right side now. One each, slammed home. That was a loose pass that began that move from, unfortunately, Tengango. It fell to the 44 on the right side of the um, penalty area from one side to the other. He broke in un un unattended and managed to equalise it. So uh, there we are, one each. Against the runner play, somewhat, but that, that's what I was just saying. If you don't add to your lead, then um, you slip up in these ways. 32, 33 minutes on the clock. Frustrating. As Mystic Nick predicted, dear listeners, you don't um, consolidate your lead, then you're always open to these uh, odd chances, aren't you? That's what's happened there. Well, that was a to be honest, another self-inflicted error. Little ball through the middle, that was almost trying to find the eye of the needle for Kevin Nisbet. Goalkeeper collects. I think it was Dave in Australia on our, on our um, voicemail show made the point of how many goals we've conceded of late. That's another one they conceded today. I think it was eight or nine goals. I can't remember what the stat was in the last three games. So, defensively, errors will cost you goals at this level. And that's what's just happened. Preston breaking forwards now. We're on 40 minutes. Ball overlap on the left side. Ooh, slammed into uh, Sarkic. Saved it well, actually. Shot from the left side winger there. Little moment of danger from Millwall. We're in danger of uh, going behind in a game we really should not be behind in. On the, on the performance, it's, um, as I said earlier on, self-inflicted error that's given them the equaliser. Now we're in danger of giving the ball away again here. This is the 18. The left-sided winger, 23 here. Billy Mitch brings away. It's a bit of a hit and hope towards Ryan Longman. We're um, trying to get in behind their defence, but uh, at the moment it's not quite working out. This is Preston now. Just gone past 40 minutes, going towards 41 minutes. A little bit of late half pressure now, which is um, unnecessary. The ball in behind, and that's going to be a chance for seven... Open goal, Sarkis at sixes and sevens. Oh, we've dodged the bullet there, listeners. The uh, 23, I think it was, was given the ball at the uh, edge of the penalty and he shot straight into one of the mill defence with Sarkis. Totally committed, way out of his goal there. A little bit of irritation around the den now, listeners. After last week, Joe Bryant said we were naive at times, and that was naive defending there. We've been naive increasingly as this half has gone along. Naive meaning stupid. Anyway, right-sided corner for Preston. Four to take it. Free header. Free header. In a melee there. Somehow it's cleared. <sighs> Shocking. Mill survive it. Just 42 minutes, I think. Preston's starting to spray the ball around. Starting to stretch our defence a little bit. This is another chance. This is the 18 there in the middle. The winger is free on the left side. Thankfully, we've cut that out, but it goes straight to a yellow shirt under no pressure, listeners. You can hear the crowd's reaction to that. 
This left side wing has caused us a bit of trouble as well in this first half as it's as it's worn along. Well, this is Mitchell now halfway inside the Preston half with about two minutes in of the four. Finds Jake Cooper. Is he in funny now? I remember last time we broke forwards of any intent. It's been a long while in this game. Since that early phase of play when we looked quite bright. We've increasingly looked a little bit unimaginative. The uh, Oh, that's poor, poor ball. Jake couldn't make it, it's gone straight into touch. Sums up the middle half increasingly. There's half time, finishes one off. A few boos knocking around, it's a bit strong to boo it, but um, good start by Millwall. Thrown away really increasingly from the mid part of the half onwards. Um, certainly the equaliser goal seems to have taken completely the stuffing out of us and we've um, fallen into uh, QPR syndrome as the half closes. Anyway, there it is. Millwall one, Preston North End one at half time, dear listeners. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Achtung, Mehlball. A few half-time tweets for your delectation, dear listeners, after a fairly poor half. It started well enough, but became um, increasingly self-destructive as it went along. Um, we've got a few tweets here. Uh, Stuart, MFC Stew, says, Mill's ability to self-destruct is ridiculous. We were comfortable until we conceded yet another sloppy goal, which is down to te- uh, Tanganga, I'm sad to say, dear listeners. Since then, it's been non-stop mistakes. I make you right, Stuart. It's um, very odd. It's QPR syndrome, in my opinion. Uh, JP Mill 2 says, Longman and Mitchell are absolutely stinking the gaff up. Get Casper and SA stroke Oberfemi onto the pitch immediately, yes. Um, very little creativity as the game went along. We started well enough, as we've said, but nothing to lift the spirits as, as we got towards half-time. Um, Stephen Jones started well, then just lost all momentum, like most weeks, it seems. He thought Tenganga looked all right up until the mistake for their goal. Yeah, he made a good run forward. Our goal was created as a consequence to Tenganga's run forward, power run forward. Kiers O'Mara says, as for Mitchell, Billy Mitchell, I feel genuinely sorry for him because he's so far out of his depth, says Kiers. Um, 
he's generally not good enough to be even touching the squad. I, I think he's a squad player. Um, what I would say is there are better players sat on the bench at the moment. That's what I'm not understanding with uh, Joe Edwards's approach at the moment. So Casper Denor and Jules Savile, unless they're not 100% fit, that's the only thing I can think of. But why would you sit him on the bench if you're not 100%? Um, last one, Mill halfway line. Um, he don't, doesn't doubt what Edwards is trying to do technically, but he does doubt, however, how he's managing the psychology of championship football because we look panic stricken. We do look panic stricken at the moment, Jay. Um, don't have an answer to that one, mate, but I know I, I feel your pain. I feel your pain. Well, um, glory be, dear listeners. We have a substitution, which is Roman Essay. In for Ryan Longman. Anyway, it's going to be Preston to kick us off. Away we go. Preston attacking the away end in the first, second half. Mill, of course, attacking a cold blow. I'm still a bit bewildered by the sight of Ramon Essay in the, in the, uh, on the field in the middle shirt, dear listeners. Otherwise, no changes. Um, both Billy and um, well, Longman, Longman's come out, but um, Billy remains. So. Um, that's going to be a controversial call. I think I don't know what uh, Joe Edwards' issue is with Savile and Denor, but it would certainly have been both had been starting the second half after that closing part of the first half. Or would you look bereft of, of any imagination? But anyway, we've got Roman out there, so let's see what what he can do. So we do need some vim and energy and verve because that that faded badly in, a court, in that second uh, first half. Right-sided call, anyway. Two minutes into the second half, so 47 minutes. It's going to be Honeyman to take it. Floats it in. It's a deep one. Melee. Cold blown in, in howling, but uh, referee's not given anything. We'll keep possession on the left now. This is Billy Mitchell. He's got. He chips it in. That's to nobody. Oh, the goalkeeper spills it, and um, free kick given against Jay Cooper for standing there, basically. His mere presence generates a free kick, dear listeners. He actually did nothing, he just stood there and the goalkeeper went over him and that's a free kick. Just hold Honeyman. Back into the mix. Balls down, this is almost in the path of Roman Essay, a bit of pace. Been put behind from right side of the corner with a crowd like that. Bit of Millwall pressure for a change. So uh, Joe Bryant to take again, right-sided corner this time. In it comes, another deep one. There's headed back into the mix there. Who was that? That was Essay. Far post header. Cleared, unfortunately. From another Millwall substitution. Um, Denor's coming in for Honeyman. That seems logical. Honeyman's um, started bright enough, but it's become a bit frayed as it's gone along. Looks like Savile's coming in as well for Billy Mitchell. Oh, there we are. We got there in the end, dear listeners. In comes Dino and in comes Savile. This is Wes Hardy finding Tanganga now, the, just inside the right side of the, the Preston half. Wes Hardy increasingly taking on the kind of a Franz Beckenbauer style role, dear listeners. He seems to be the go-to man for balls to be sprayed from the central defence out wide and left. Um, Franz Beckenbauer style. The late great Franz Beckenbauer, Emperor Franz. Quickly taken, thrown on the left side. This is Joe Bryan. Can he get there? He can. 
slide in tackle. Nicely done, Joe Bryan. Ball into the middle. That's just headed away at the last. Falls to uh, Saville. This is this is Saville. Shot on target, taken nicely enough by the goalkeeper. Nice move. A brilliant uh, bit of play there by Joe Bryan. Committed down the left side. Falls to uh, Denor actually, and then he fed he fed Saville. Shot on target was uh, collected by the goalkeeper. Roughly halfway through the second half. It's been a much brighter second half for Millwall after that um, poor closure of the first. We're still searching and pressing forwards and the game remains finally, finally balanced at one each. But uh, we certainly look a bit more, have a bit more intent in this second half with players that um, excite. So SA, Denor, hopefully we're going to see Oberfemi soon as well. A bit of pace out there will be crucial. This is, this is Denor now. Brook Norton Cuffey on the right. Mill just running into um, yellow shirted blockages at the moment. Little one-two, Norton Cuffey on the right side, face across, across the face of the goal. Whipped across the face of the goal, nice move. No one in there though. Maybe a criticism of this bit that he should have been sniffing in that zone there, listeners. Uh, it was whipped in at pace, so he'd have to go some, but uh, the football brain thing that we've mentioned, you know, does he have the football intelligence to get himself into those positions? Top players do, lesser players don't. Anyway, halfway through the second half, it remains one each. Game is finely balanced. Nice work there on the left side. There's that, there's that. Oh, nice cross in. I think that was Saville. Caught on the turn by Kevin Lisbeth. Unlucky there. He, was, he had his back to, um, you know, the defender on his back there, and he had to take and turn behind him. Put it over the bar, but it was a nice move. This is Preston. Pressing on our left. Inside is the 10 from the edge of the penalty area. He's trying to... <laughs> Jake Cooper collects and will clear. After a fashion. Straight to a yellow shirt. Plaintive cry for fuck's sake from a gentleman to my right. I can understand your pain, sir. I'm feeling it too. Preston pressing forwards. Just gone past 75 minutes. Crowd sensing the need for energy in this final 15. Looks like it's Oberfemi time, dear listeners. Nisbet's coming out. Michael Oberfemi's going to come in. Um, better by Nisbet. Not brilliant, but much better than last week. I thought he put himself around a little bit more. Um, I'd probably criticise him for that shot from uh, that cross from Brook Norton Cuffey that I mentioned a few minutes ago across the face of the goal. He maybe should have been in there, but anyway, that's being a bit, bit harsh on him. But uh, better, an improvement without being brilliant. Lovely little uh, death ball from Casper de Noor finds this is Oberfemi on the edge of the penalty here. There's uh, Fleming there, gets bundled. The referee's not giving anything. And he gives a free kick the other way whilst Fleming is being um, assaulted. Okay, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but he was on the receiving end of the kicking now. And somehow that's going to be a, a yellow free kick. Don't ask me, dear listeners. Don't ask me. I said, don't ask me. I can't help you. I don't know. We're just going past the 85th minute. We're getting into the twilight zone of late-minute football, listeners, where um, Mill invariably can concoct to uh, fall over their shoelaces. This is a ball into the Mill box. It's uh, head, a bit of head tennis. Balls to the 44 years of the penalty area. Almost seven puts it wide. Bloody hell. Dodged the bullet there. It was almost a bit of head tennis. The 44 nearly surged through then. The 7 finish up just stabbing it wide. Touch of um, fortune there, listeners. 86 minutes. 
Mill playing the ball out from the back. I don't like it. <laughs> Do you like it, dear listeners? Fleming um, physically manhandled. There's some speed and pace from Oberfemi. Almost got in front of his man there on the break as uh, Fleming was pulled back. Pace, power and athleticism. We saw a little glimpse of it there. He almost made that that, that um, ball breaking there. But anyway, this is Mill surging forwards. Maybe we can muster a late, late stand here. 86 going towards 87 minutes. Saville finds Essay. Spreads, finds Fleming. Gets clipped. Referee's giving nothing there. Seems to be like a, an immunity on tackling, um, illegally tackling Zian Fleming. This is uh, ball on the break. This is Preston. Oh, whoa, what a save. It remains danger though. This is the 28. Thankfully, um, Denor cleans up there. That was a moment there. That was a break forward. Charles of Preston to score. This is a uh, final whistle. There is finishes Millwall 1. Preston one. I don't think the boo boos are deserved, listeners. I don't know why it's become this thing that you have to boo at the end of the game. I think that um, that was rather another self-inflicted error that gave the, the equaliser to Preston and then obviously went to pieces at the end of the first half, which is the concerning thing. But overall, that was an improvement on last week's debacle at, uh, at Loftus Road. Um, man of the match, hard call. No one stands out for me as being particularly a man of the match. There weren't any bad performances, particularly. There weren't any brilliant performances. So um, we'll think about that. There we are. It finishes at the den. Millwall one, Preston one. Achtung, Millwall. Just a quick plug, if I may, dear listeners, for a boxer injured in sparring a while ago now, unfortunately, uh, Charlie Wynn. I did an interview with Charlie on the top deck of the blue bus on an ancient edition of Akdung Millwall. Um, Charlie has become sadly injured as a consequence of sparring, getting ready for a professional career. Um, he was injured uh, in 2018, preparing for his third fight as a professional, uh, 28 years old. Um, a six, in the sixth round of a sparring session, he was, it was called to a halt when he took a, a punch and was wobbled heavily, as I understand it. Um, the family have asked for an appeal because obviously Charlie is now incapacitated. Let's um, let's make no bones about it for life. Um, and there's a just giving appeal which Mickey's put on on his um, that Mill podcast feed. I will repost that uh, tweet and I'll stick the link to the just giving appeal for Charlie Wynn. Um, we did a walk a couple of years ago as a benefit for Charlie. Um, the care costs that he needs are expensive and the NHS provides a, a bare bone service but you know for uh, any any kind of service that you want above that you've got to pay for it and I know the family are in, in dire need of any support that people can give uh, he's a Millwall fan I interviewed him on the blue bus a few years ago now lovely broke um, very very sad injury um, just reading through the story as uh, sent to Mickey by uh, Charlie's dad um, as I say, he was injured in the sixth round of a sparring session ahead of a, a third professional fight in 2018. Um, we want to give a shout out to the London Air Ambulance crew who, um, as they put it, he essentially saved his life, Charlie's life, by sending him directly by copter to King's um, rather than to the PRU in, in Farnborough, which was just a very short drive away. I believe uh, Charlie's gym was based down at Farnborough, if memory serves. 
Um, they directed the team at the hospital at Kings to get him get ready for theatre straight in, basically. Uh, big shout to Frank, the air ambulance man, who apparently stays in touch with the family, sends his best wishes every anniversary, and has visited Charlie on a number of occasions. Um, so I just want to give a shout out to that. Charlie suffered two, possibly three strokes in quick succession. Um, so yeah, consequently a wind foundation has been set up by fellow ex-pro boxers and a good friend Danny Carr. Um, I will stick the Just Giving link out on on the um, on the net. Uh, the address, I'll read it, www.justgiving.com forward slash crowdfunding forward slash the win, w, uh, W-Y-N-N, the win hyphen foundation. Um, but I will stick the link on the show notes as well and I will repost Mickey's um, post from that Mill podcast. Great calls, lovely bloke, very, very sad story. I just wanted to give a shout out to the Charlie Wynn appeal, if I may, dear listeners. Thank you. Achtung, Mailball. So a one-all draw yesterday at the Den, dear listeners, a game of um, mixed mixed um, qualities in many respects. Joining me now to chew over yesterday's um, cocktail of good, bad and indifferent is Ben Anthony, show regular Ben Anthony. How are you doing, Ben? Hello, Nick. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, how, how about yourself? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I left yesterday's game feeling like we'd lost, and I, I, I've been thinking about it ever since because we didn't lose. We, we uh, won all draw. Um, I think we were looking at the highlights real this morning. I, I hadn't appreciated in real time yesterday how many chances Preston actually had across the whole game and how little we threatened them after a Yet again, a good early start, Ben. Um, it's become a bit of a habit. Joe Edwards was talking about this after the game, the good start and then fade away syndrome. It's, it's something we've got to get past, mate, because we, you know, we're going to concede more and more points like this. We, we, I felt like yesterday was a wasted, a wasted day in some respects. Yeah, there's a growing feeling that, that sort of about half an hour into the game, we, we drop off a little bit and... Yeah. and almost invariably concede a goal and that heads dropped kind of um you know once we've conceded that's it we're going to struggle to get back into it seems to be the mentality that's sort of crept in um from yeah, i mean it was it was a mix of a game i mean it, it didn't achieve the heights and this rapidly becoming mythical first half an hour against middlesbrough and i find myself keep referring to this half an hour period where we played like Ix 1975 period, um, and it's, it's receding into the distance. And increasingly, we've got now got QPR syndrome as a kind of um, you know becoming the the, the, the de facto norm. You know, uh, but we made a good start. Let's just look at the let's just look at the starting eleven because there was a bit of controversy about the starting eleven, um, especially in the midfield area. I mean, Sarkic in goal, backline Brian Cooper, Harding, and Tanganga making his his home debut yesterday. Um, controversially for some, Billy Mitch and George Honeyman in midfield, as against sat on the bench, George Savon, Casper Denor. Now, I, I don't know how fit both players are. They they came into the game yesterday, and I thought we looked a lot better with um, certainly Casper and, and George Savile's drive as well. Um, I mean, it's, it's the manager calls the shots on these things, but a strange choice for me to, to start Billy. I, I thought Billy maybe was just a little bit um, the wrong player for the wrong situation yesterday. I, how did you see that? Well, he's played the last few games, hasn't he? And and mm. hasn't had a, any shockers, I think. Um, no, no. I, felt, I, I think of the two, the, the one I was surprised not to see was Savile because it was the it was only a sending off. It wasn't an injury, as far as I'm aware. No, no, no. 
He so, seems to have dropped out of favour slightly, doesn't he, as a consequence? Yeah, so I, I was a little bit surprised that he didn't start. And Denor, I think, is they're sort of growing him back into the game, into fitness, aren't they? That's the impression I get. Mm. I thought Honeyman's been um, a really good player for us, so I wasn't surprised to see Honeyman in the, the starting lineup. No, um, in front of them, Longman, Fleming, and Norton Cuffey with Nisbet um, up front. Um, Longman is a strange player in some ways because he doesn't do anything bad. But he doesn't seem to do anything particularly brilliant either. And, you know, we, we seem to be building this style of play, Ben, where, you know, we certainly are keeping possession better than I've seen in a long time from a, a middle side, but we don't threaten enough. I mean, a good. let's begin with a goal because that was a decent start and it was a good, well-taken goal. It was everything we didn't do afterwards, actually, which was... Nice combination between Brooke Norton Carthy and, and then George Honeyman, who just mentioned. Yeah. Beautiful cross into the box. And Zian Fleming patrolling the six-yard box with intent and heading home from close range. Really nice finish. We just didn't see enough of that afterwards. That was a really nice start. Really well taken goal. And then it, we just seemed to fade away from that point. Yeah, I, I thought it was a really good goal. The the cross was excellent from Spot on. And yeah. uh, a, a really, really solid header from from Fleming who's had a lot of criticism over the the course of the season and um mm. he, he I mean he got the man of the match award in the in the pitch or in the, the sponsors the sponsors man of the match I, I couldn't pick one I actually couldn't pick one yesterday but uh, yeah he got he got it on the on the, yeah. on the day and uh, it was a good finish and the, to be fair to Fleming there were moments so that sort of 30 minute mark where we were sort of caught up in the wrong side of Millwall chaos where it was all Preston having shots and the defence seemed to just sort of disappear Uh, and everyone was silent no one was talking to each other there was no communication and it all felt a bit lost and to be fair to Fleming he was the one he ran back and suddenly he was barking orders at all of them and within about a minute we we sort of solidified up a little bit and we we held it on to half time i think it was it was fleming that went in and, and did that so it, he's got there he's got a bit of leadership in him he just we we need to see it a little bit more consistently consistently his consistency is is um his downfall i think for fleming yeah i i think there is a leader in there i agree with you um and he put himself especially in the early part of the first half he put himself around physically out there which is good to see. He's a big boy. Um, he can he can take a challenge and give a challenge. And I, I agree. He, I think the problem is there is a collective, including Zian, but the, the team collectively fades. And I mean, I was interested to see Tanganga because the opening goal came as a consequence of a really nice run forwards from Tanganga from defence from deep, um, setting up the, the Honeyman and and, um, and Brook Norton Cuffey combo for the cross. But that began with a good run forwards by by Jeff Tanganga, and and that I thought that there it is. There's that's what we've signed. That's not what we've not had. Someone running forward with intention and looking comfortable with the ball going forward. So that was all great. And then uh, he was, you know, it was his lax pass, unfortunately, that set up the the goal for the equaliser. After which we we seemed to, you know, seem to have a, a kind of a, a slight meltdown out there because. The acres of space that fell into the path of that 44, uh, the winger, to score the goal was was incredible. I mean, Joe Bryan has earned a lot of comment online. I like him going forwards, but he was nowhere in sight for that that goal. Um, mm. Acres of space. Freedom of Bermondsey, as they say, for, for the equaliser. Yeah. I mean, the three at the back, one of them should be covering that. If, if Joe Bryan's run yeah. forward, one of them needs to be covering. And 
to be fair to Brian, he he ran forward because we were in possession and the ball was going to head over that way. That clearly was the idea. And it, Tanganga, yeah. you know, it was a bad pass and um, it was probably his his sort of one real mistake in the game. I thought he was pretty solid, actually. Yeah, uh, I, I like the look of him, but it was a moment, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we just didn't cover it and um, and that was it. You know, I, I thought um, Sarkic had a good game. I, I, mm. He made some decent game. saves. Yeah, kept us in it. And um, I was quite impressed yeah. by him, actually. And uh, he, he wasn't a million miles away from saving for their goal as well. Uh, but it no. was a, a, a very tall ask for him to, to get anything on it. It was a, a good finish. So, I mean, Joe Edwards made the point in his post-match comments um, that the goal, as, it, as, as often happens with us, as soon as we concede, we seem to... Um, have a mental collapse almost. Um, and after that, Preston actually went close to a few occasions. You're right, Sarkic made a decent save. And especially in the second half, where we did improve, one all somehow by half-time. So I thought we were on the back foot towards the end of the first half. But we, we got it back together again a little bit in the second half. We weren't really threatening anything, but they, they also broke forwards a good few times and went quite close on a few occasions. There was a couple of uh, moments... They're attacking a goal where I sit, and my heart was in my mouth there, Ben. You know, they stabbed one chance just wide of the right side post from close range in the second half. I thought on another day that goes in, and that's 2 1, and and a deep depression lies on the den, you know. But we we dodged a few bullets in the second half a little bit. Yeah, we did. We we rode our luck um, in the end for for a one all draw. Um, Mm. Going forward, we did. we're quite good on with a bit of possession in midfield and and in our sort of yeah. back line, and then we get forward to the sort of final third, as they say, and it, we we can't produce anything. Um, I, no. I felt for Norton Cuffey, who I thought was was is a, a really great player for us this season, and he was putting some absolutely wicked crosses in, and no one's taking the gamble in the box. There's the, there's invariably just maybe one body in the box, and we're not gambling assuming that we're going to have a chance and no. so when the ball does fall loose there's no one there to tap it in so we're missing out on you know some some goals there I think well the, in, the interesting contrast I mean the goal that we did score back on five minutes it that uh Nisbet was lurking in the six yard box uh Fleming had the uh, some some space and a free header effectively and as you say there's two men lurking in the danger zone Mm. Um, there was a chance in the second half, beautiful cross in from Brook Norton Cuffey from the right, and it flashed across the, the six yard box. Yeah. And I've watched it a couple of times on the highlights, real Ben. And you know, you, you want Nisbet to be a yard or two forwards from where he is. Yeah. Um, uh, one of our listeners made the point about his football brain. It's just not at the moment, he's not thinking fast enough and he's not getting himself into danger positions. Um, that was one screamer of a chance, and then he, 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 he took a it was unlucky. He put, put a chance. It's like a backward turning shot almost later on after that, which he put wide. Um, he's having no luck. Confidence must be very, very low in the player at the moment. And obviously now he's got the rival signing of um, Obafemi that's come in, who, who came in and showed a little few moments, but uh, nothing, nothing, um, you know, too dramatic. But. I do, I, I do feel for Nisbet. I just wonder whether he's a little bit um, like a lost, bit forlorn figure out there at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, he's uh, he's he's struggling a bit. I mean, he's he's one of them. Uh, he he's going to need time. We've had plenty of forwards that need a bit of time to to get in form. 
people like uh, uh, well um, Morrison is an obvious one. He, he struggled to, yeah. to get home for quite a long time in his first season, and Nisbet seems to be in the, the same boat. Yeah, he's, he's he's snatched at a couple of chances, but yeah, it's like you say, he he's not in the right place. So the where no. the ball's he's not predicting where the ball's going to go and. I think he, as they say, he just needs a couple of goals and then the confidence will flow. We've seen he can do it. He can finish. Yeah. Um, scored a couple of nice goals this season. And, um, you know, like, yeah, he just needs a bit of confidence. Just a yard or two short of where he should be. Um, I mean, I, I wish him well. I think there is a good player in there, listeners. I know that he gets slated online and um, I think that's, that's, that's a pity because... I think he's a goal poacher um, more than the Steve Morrison figure was probably more your traditional target man, Ben. But I think that mm. um, you need to play to, to to Kevin Nisbet a little bit, um, and he also needs to, as you say, he needs to he needs to back himself and get himself further forward. Certainly, a yard or two on that moment yesterday, further forwards would have been two one, and maybe we'd have all gone home feeling happier. Um, just want to mention the referee um, because I thought, you know, it's, it's a regular complaint on this show, isn't it? Refereeing standards in the championship, blimey. Um, I mean, I watched some of the highlights. They don't show a lot of controversial stuff on their highlights reel, but there was a clear moment where Zian Fleming was, was uh, physically balked in midfield, allowing Preston to break forwards. And he just let a lot go yesterday against us, it seemed to me. I mean, I, I know we're biased uh, Obviously, we had Millwall glasses on, but um, yesterday was a particularly poor referee. I thought. Yeah, he was. Uh, it wasn't a. <laughs> it wasn't a good game for him at all. No. Um, and yeah, you could. You. It was very frustrating. Really frustrating. And there was just a sort of weird moment where he just started booking everyone. Sort of in the <laughs> later in the second half. <laughs> Like anyway, a blanket just, yellow card. If you're on the yeah. field, you get a yellow card. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so he just sort of lost the plot. I think you know, <laughs> Cooper was was bundled down in the box, and again, nothing. But we used no. to that. No. I guess no. that's the thing as Millwall fans, we're kind of used to never getting a decision. But that was yeah, it was pretty poor. Someone made the point online that Obafemi, when he came into the game, 77 minutes he came on for Nisbet listeners. Um, but he was looking bewildered at the referee at some of the decisions that we weren't getting. And they, 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 they'd uh, remark, welcome to, welcome to the den, Michael, you know, um, because they're going to have to get used to that, mate. That's that's how it works down there. Um, there we are. Um, it finished one all. Um, I must admit, I left the den feeling like we'd lost the game and we, we hadn't. We, we, we've got a reasonable point, I suppose, but I just felt we should have done so much better there, Ben. It, it let, were you dissatisfied after yesterday's game? How did you feel afterwards? It's just a, another. It's another game where we, we took the lead and didn't go yeah. through. So that that's why it's because we we're so used to getting a goal and being really hard to beat and and pressing on. Yeah, yeah. Right. And we just can't seem to do it. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel sorry for status quo. They're uh, they're royalty again. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so, Mr. Um, Bradford knows put his put his record in the local charity shop, give yeah, it away, yeah. you know, ten p for the for the uh, you know one one of the charities. Oh dear, yeah, um, I think you're right. We are used to um, a certain style. I mean, the, the, the Joe Edwards revolution, as I love to call it. Um, I'm enjoying watching the game. Um, yesterday was a dissatisfying match, so maybe I'm overdoing it a little bit for yesterday, but. 
the actual style I approve of. Um, again, a lot of people harking back to the, the golden age of Gary Rowett where we got in front and didn't lose. But I think people tend to have a bit of a rosy-tinted view of how poor the football was under under Gary Rowett at times. So at least, at least I'm enjoying going to the football now and I'm looking forward to it, which I think is a step forward, Ben. You know, yeah, I was, I'd lost that under Rowett. Yeah, and there's there's signs that we can we can start, you know, taking some of these teams out, and the the Norwich game is a really good example of that, wasn't it? We we were really felt involved again, and and the the players were were fighting for themselves and for the team, and I think that there are there are signs of things to come. Um, I just thought uh, the, there was a BBC London quote yesterday. I think it was Nick Godwin. Yeah, about the the old, um, the old Millwall isn't there, but the, the new Millwall hasn't quite arrived yet. And I think we're no. in that, we're stuck in the middle at the minute. And yeah, we've got yeah. a very astute quote. I mean, we're signing quality players, Oberfemi and, and Tanganga, um, both quality signs. We, we still have a, well, a, a small period of the transfer window. So who knows what, who else might arrive. Um, yesterday was remarkable as well. We had a whole half of Roman essay. Um, in a Millwall shirt on the field. I, I found that quite heartening as well. I, I mean, he didn't perform miracles out there, the boy, but you can see that he's got touch and imagination. And we certainly looked a lot better in the second half as it wore along. The, the team that finished the second half, which featured in midfield, Casper uh, Denor and Jules Saville, Roman Essay and Oberfemi up front. Towards the last 10 minutes, that felt like a, a Millwall side that I'd really want to see play, um, you know, one that would be attractive to watch there, Ben. So signs, green shoots of, of hope yeah. going forwards, I feel, as these players get fit again. Yeah, definitely. The the there's you know, we're coming out the end of that injury crisis and we're starting to get a squad back together and we've got a few to come back still, Bradshaw and Leonard and people like that. But if we can start to get them them back fit and you know, we've got a good squad. It's yeah. Like, we're not looking at a, a, a shambles of a squad. We've, we've got a good squad that just needs a bit of fixing. So get them back fit and hopefully keep them fit and we can kick on for a second half of the season. I'm not, yeah, 100%. I'm, yeah. I'm not looking down. That's the thing. I, do, I know it felt like a, it did feel like a loss yesterday, but I didn't, I didn't sort of rush to look at the bottom half of the table yesterday. So I'm, I'm not as worried about that at the minute. And I think that's a, a positive sign somewhere. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, I'm just looking at the substitutes bench. I mean, you know, a couple of games ago, we were looking with half of them as being kids. You know, there's only one kid, without being disrespectful to him. I think his name is Kimal Grant, number 33. Otherwise, it was established players, Bill Kofsky, S.A. Denor, Savo Obafemi, Campbell, forgotten man, Alan Campbell, Murray Wallace and, and Danny Mack. So, you know, it was a much stronger bench than... <laughs> than a couple of games back where we were fielding or potentially fielding, you know, youngsters. So um I think that, that, that sense of coming out of a of a tough period is is very real. Um on to Hull City next week. Um that'll be a difficult away game. We've got we've got reasonably tough looking February actually when you look at Hull City and then we've got that morning kickoff at, at Coventry the week after as a TV game, isn't it? Yeah. Um Southampton are in there. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a Southampton's tough... at the end of the month, isn't it? Yeah, so um, tough, tough February, but um, thankfully it looks. I was looking at the news at Den's injury list yesterday. We, we we are starting now to get 
uh, the likes of Ryan Leonard due back, Sean Hutchinson due back as the month wears along. So hopefully um, things will start to to look a bit stronger squad-wise. Let's keep our fingers crossed for it. Did you have a man of the match? Yes, I found it quite difficult to pick one man out of that because no one really impressed me. I suppose Fleming for a goal. I mean, that, that was the choice of the sponsors in the, in the ground. I probably can't really disagree with it, but it, was a, it wasn't wasn't much to choose from. It was it was a bit of a collectively bland kind of day in that in some respects. Yeah, no one particularly stood out. If if I had to pick one, it'd probably be between Norton Cuffey or Sarkic, actually, for me. Sarkic <laughs> is a good call. Made some crucial saves actually. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, I I wonder when they make this decision. I wonder if it's half time or something, because um <laughs> We've we'll had a few drinks, I think, <laughs> in, in the sponsors' lounge once they've sunk a few. You know, <laughs> some of them there are strange decisions, but, um, but there, there you go. yeah, yeah, maybe I, I don't know. Anyway, um, well done to uh, Zian Fleming, man of the match in the ground. And I make you right, actually, Sarkic. Now I think about it, Sarkic made some crucial saves. It was a good, good day for him. Uh, yeah. Again, another player that's had his had his critics online. Achtung, Mehlball. Ben, I want to mention before we close out, mate, the uh, was Memorial Day yesterday for the fans that lost yesterday. We had a, a really nice pre-match ceremony. And, of course, the fantastic news that Zampa Road has been renamed, officially renamed to John Berylson Way. I wasn't there in time to get to see the ceremony, but I did see the, the kind of... Um, new sign road sign and there's a kind of like a, a, a properly constructed gate area now with with the den john berylson way on it really fantastic um work by the club and the supporters club to get this together mate i i, I know from my own experience how difficult it is to get roads renamed it's not an easy thing they've done it so well done everybody for that yeah a, a very fitting tribute to to the the chairman and uh yeah a, a really really well managed thing by the club and I guess, yeah. uh, thanks to the Lewisham Council as well for, for letting it happen and Lewisham and Southwark so I mean, to get, that, that adds uh, anyone that's out there that listens knows uh, anything about this knows if you want to really make a tough cocktail of it bring two local authorities into mm-hmm. into your mix and try and get something agreed between a pair of them because it's not easy so mm-hmm. So to have done that is is wonderful. We've got a bit of history with the council as well. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah that, you might know with, with Lewis. About that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did notice that um, one of our fa- uh, a council was on our side during the, the battle was Brenda Dacre, who is incidentally listener standing as mayor for Lewisham. So if um, I think it wouldn't surprise me if, if um, you know, some, some more words would have helped this along with the Lewisham side of things. So um, big shout out to Brenda. I think she's a candidate in the mayoral elections in uh, May. I think they're, they're due. So big shout out to Brenda, friend of the club. Um, but yeah, John Berylson Way is now the official address of the den. It's got a nice ring to it. The den, John Berylson Way SE16. I think that's a nice ring to it then. Yeah, it does. Um, it, it really does. I think it's, it, yeah, it's very well handled. Um, I was it, it sort of mi- minorly disappointed not to see that we we had we've we haven't renamed Zampa the Lion. I thought John Berylson way the Lion. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, um, no, a really really fitting tribute. And I thought the the whole the the ceremony before the game, the the memorial, um, you know, minutes applause and the flowers and stuff. It really really well done. It's, it's something we do well as a club, and uh, we do. Yeah, and I think um, yeah, really really. Um, 
excellently done and uh well you know well done to the the Preston fans as well who, who applauded along and played their part and the players yeah they, they, you know it's always um it stands out when the opponents are you know supportive of these kinds of and invariably when we go away we are too of, of anything of that kind remembrance of any kind when we go away so well done Preston um you're right um the the, the pre-match um on the screen they had a list of fans who were lost in the last year always very touching um you can see that list, I believe, on the club website. If you didn't get a sight of it yesterday, listeners, have a look. Um, the, as, as you say, Ben, we do these things very nicely in the reef behind the goal, which is on the show that on the highlights reel. So, so well done, Millwall. Um, and well done to everyone involved in changing the, the road name. I want to close, Ben, if I may. I, I, as I was walking back from the ground back to Surrey Keys, I go to Surrey Keys Station to go home, listeners. Um, there was um, a petition being organised. Anyone that knows that part of um, going to Surrey Key Shopping Centre, certainly on a match day, one of the big uh, moments when you come out of the station is you can smell this fantastic barbecue smell in the air. And it was a local business, Caribbean um, barbecue, um, place called Plush, which was opposite um, what was once the Crystal Tavern. I think it's now, now like a religious kind of um, setup, but it's still a pub look to it. So mm. if you know that area, then that business, and I think they had a barber shop there and a car wash. And as ever in London, um, it's all been done away with by Southwark Council. So we've just been praising them. We're going to slate them now for doing away with a really nice local business, plush, um, you know, run by local people, making local money and selling a lot of nice food to fans on a match day. But they're organising a petition and there was a lot of support for it, um, which was really heartening to see. They gave me a leaflet, which I'll, I'll stick online in a bit. Um, but there's also a website if you want to add um, your support. I don't know what they're doing. In uh, The great mystery is what support there is to relocate these businesses that have been going to be have a tower block built on them, apparently. We haven't got enough towers in London, Ben. Um, we're very, very short of large, faceless tower blocks. I don't know if you've noticed, mate, but especially in that Surrey Keys area. There's not enough of it. Yeah, we, we need more grey and brown. <laughs> and we don't we don't need local people doing businesses that clearly get support and um, add to the area. So what we need is a big tower block, it seems, and that's what we're going to get there. Um, there is a, an online petition. I'm just looking at their website as I'm talking. Um, www.plush, uh, P-L-U-S-H-S-E-16, or one word, dot com. Um, I think you can add your name to their petition for support. They want to relocate the businesses, hopefully somewhere locally or possibly, who knows, I doubt that Tower Lock will want them as part of their development, but we'll see. Um, but if you can give us some support, they would appreciate it. A lot of people get signing the... Um, uh, the petition, Ben. It's heartening to see that actually, because um, you know people have making their way back to the uh, the station um, after a, a cold day, and they, they were taking time to sign their petitions. Good to see it. Yeah, and support the local businesses. You know, we we were asking the locals to support the the renaming of the road and things like that. So, um, you know, we we should always return in kind. So I think yeah, supporting one hundred percent always a good idea. Nice one, Ben. Big thank you for joining me, Sunday morning, mate. I'm going to let you get on with your day. Appreciate your time. Yeah, pleasure, mate. Anytime. And uh, we'll be back, dear listeners. We've probably got the voicemail show. I'm going to do that tomorrow, though. I'm a bit tired. I've got a bit of a schedule today, so I'll probably do the voicemail show tomorrow. Big thank you to everyone that submits the voicemail. You've still got time if you if you would like to submit your voicemail. Please do. Contact me by DM on, on uh, X, not Twitter, X. 
and send me your thoughts on yesterday or any, any other matter for that that, that case. And uh, I'll get that out tomorrow. But until the next edition of Actong Millwall, anyway, it's me, Nick Hart, signing out. Thank you, Ben Anthony. Arriva Dirty Millwall. Bye for now. Actong Millwall. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.